everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Reproducibility. Um, today, it's only me, Amy, here recording from University of Cambridge, and we're actually still in the middle of strikes uh, as I'm recording this. So, the for all our non-UK listeners in the UK, we currently have a higher education strike where staff at universities and higher education colleges are going on strike for. Uh, for different reasons, um, um, they wanted to cut pensions, um, better. I think it's better workload, less casualization, and closing pay gaps both for gender and BAME. Um, and we both, Sam, Sophia, and I, decided to stop releasing podcast episodes during the time of the strike to show our solidarity uh, for those on the picket lines every day in the rain in the UK, November and December. Um, but we, there's actually been a lot of ac- activity on Twitter of people talking about how changes, recent changes in higher education, both in pay, in unstable contracts and casualization have really affected them, especially as early career researchers. And so we've decided to, throughout the strike, record a couple of short episodes, um, which we're going to name Solidarity episodes to really take this um too far (laughs) and um i'm starting today by talking to um robert stenson who's a doctoral researcher at the university of nottingham in the uk hi robert hello i like the i like the solidarity title thanks (laughs) i always feel like well i might be taking it too far but then it's also kind of yeah you pitched it just right okay great thank you um well do you just want to introduce yourself kind of what what are you doing what are you researching um things like that yeah yeah i'm uh i'm actually thesis pending a phd student uh, at the moment so i've just gone into my fourth year um i'm working on a PhD from television studies, uh, looking specifically at how uh, liveness is mobilized in film trailer exhibition on television and online, because um, you can get a PhD out of that apparently. Uh, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. But obviously I'm recording from home um, so that I'm not crossing the pickets um, and recording in the office. Yeah, and this is this is something where I've I've, really feel it's such a murky zone for me because I'm not employed by universities, so I can't go on strike and my institute is not funded by universities, so they're also not on strike, but it's a kind of not going into the university today uh, is kind of a key way that you can show solidarity or, or strike yourself. And and so I was interested, I saw your um, your post on Twitter about that there's a, you actually cannot strike even though you would want to for at least for a certain amount of time in your week. Can you explain that? Yeah, so um, in 2017, uh, all student staff, so whether that's undergrads working on open days, for example, um, or postgrads like myself doing actual frontline teaching, support work, uh, that kind of thing, uh, we were all shifted from being administered by the university itself, so being employees of the University of Nottingham, uh, we are switched over to a temp agency, Unitemps, who operate a, a franchise model across a number of UK universities. Um, in doing that, obviously, UCU isn't recognised as a union in relation to Unitemps. 
Um, so where these UCU disputes are with universities specifically, um, we as UNITEMPS workers uh, aren't eligible to have a say in those disputes. Mm. Uh, we're not covered because we're not employees of the University of Nottingham. Yeah, so so just to unpack that for maybe people who are not in the UK. So the UCU is the union that kind of university employees can be part of and that is really important in representing our interests and in um, fighting for kind of, I, I sometimes want to say better working conditions, but maybe I should say less horrible working conditions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what Nottingham did is that they actually, so like when I do a piece of work as an early career researcher, I get employed by the university uh, and they, they pay me uh, a nominally small fee. Uh, but I, I do, as an as I sign a contract with the university, I can be represented by a union for university workers. But so what Nottingham did is that they um, decided to just kind of put all your contracts in this outsourcing agency if I if I understand right. correctly, yeah. So basically, the the reasoning that they constantly give about it is that in either 2017 or late 2016, new regulations came in regarding Tier Four visas, um, mm -hmm. and they were saying that their own HR system wasn't capable of um, of managing contracts to ensure that these new visa regulations were met. And Unitemps had a system that could do that. And so initially the switch was just for those students, uh, staff members who were implicated by these new regulations. Uh, and then in 2017, the decision was made just to switch all student staff over to Unitemps. Um, so that's the reasoning they give behind it. But obviously it has all of these knock-on effects to do with employment rights, to do mm. with union representation, um, and to have a, a legal say uh, an illegal ability to to withdraw your labor if if you disagree with their practices. So like it it sounds really crazy from outside is that students and and early career researchers and you know we we really do a brunt of the demonstrating and sometimes the frontline teaching and the Absolutely. on the day supervision and you're now not employed by the university you're employed by a franchise of kind of outsourcing that then kind of employs you and then that probably somehow has an agreement that you then work for the university. Um, well, it's not even it's not even a matter of employment. We're not we're not employed by Unitemps. We're just provided as temporary workers to the University of Nottingham. We're not we're, as I try to make clear in in my Twitter post, um, we're not we're not anyone's employee. They're mm. just casual workers sort of floating around, picked up when work needs to be done. Um, so we're not University of Nottingham employees. We're not Unitemps employees. We're just engaged temporary workers. And I think, I think that kind of, that language, that rhetoric is really important to, to stress and to spread because employee still has the connotations of sort of mm. secure um you have secure work, you have some some resemblance of workers of employment rights, but being a worker, all of that is stripped away. Um, so mm. I think that that distinction is really important to, to clarify. Yeah, and thank you for for doing that. So you you talked about knock on effects, so that 
this was brought in um, because of some sort of regulation uh, issue, even though other universities around the world and in the UK where naturally the home office and the immigration systems have been really making life extremely complicated uh, for researchers. Um, but other universities have been dealing with this internally. But So there's this Absolutely. reasoning that that would help, but then they've kind of started moving everybody over or they moved everybody over into this casualization of work and you said that there are knock-on effects kind of what sort of knock-on effects have you felt or other early stage researchers felt in in at the university of nottingham um so well the most immediate the biggest knock-on effect was this ability to to join in in industrial action the the when the shift happened over to Unitems, it was just before the last set of strikes regarding pensions uh, at the start of 2018. Um, and so it was only then that we were really understanding the implications that this shift would have. So whereas, so UCU, we can sign up as members, as, uh, as postgraduate staff members. Um, so we're still sent a ballot paper um, asking to vote in each of these ballots. Um, but our vote won't count ultimately um, because because we're not we're not employees of the University of Nottingham. Mm. So so that's probably the biggest sort of knock on effect that that there is on a on a sort of day to day practical level. Um, it's things like being paid for the work that you actually do, um, being paid for training that you have to undertake that's directly related to the work that you're doing. So uh, are they currently kind of not paying for the training? Sorry. So uh, being so being outsourced to Unitemps, we're governed by this contract for services, which is given by Unitemps. But then alongside that, there are a number of uh, informal policy documents, uh, principles um, that sort of determine what kind of work PGR staff can do um, and the conditions underpinning that work. And in July of this year, UCU and uh, HR actually agreed to a set of principles um, that was intended to sort of clarify all of these different things, what work should be done, what work shouldn't be done. And one of those principles is that um, PGR should be paid for any training that they undertake uh, that's di directly related to their work. So a PGR member of teaching staff, for example, is required to undertake teacher training. Um, and so the principles state that they should be paid for this. But in my department here, uh, we are actually struggling to be paid for that training, despite it being in the principles. And so what a, a knock-on effect of this switch is that we're not, we don't have access to these kinds of grievance procedures that ordinarily employees mm. would have. Um, so we can't raise this as, a, as an official grievance. We have to go through informal email channels um, with school management, with faculty management to try and fight our corner um, mm. at the moment to, to no avail. Yeah, I think, I, and I think that really highlights how oftentimes with casualization, you, it's so creeping, but then all of a sudden when something bad happens or when, for example, you're not paid for what you're actually supposed to be paid for, which is training that you need to do your job, you then don't have that representation anymore or, or those rights. And and 
I think a lot of us don't really notice how casualization might be affecting us in the future, especially as this seems to be hitting the youngest researchers the hardest. Um, and I've just looked up the, <clears throat> I was looking this up yesterday as well, uni temps, and I was, I was amazed at how widespread it already is, you know? Yeah. On their website, it says UniTEMS is a recruitment agency specializing in fulfilling temporary job vacancies, student jobs and internships nationwide with UK branches in Birmingham, Canterbury, Coventry, Surrey, Leicester, London, London City, Northampton, Nottingham, Staffordshire, Stoke-on-Trent, Manchester and Middlesex and two in Australia as well. And it was started at the University of Warwick. And here they say again, it provides temporary jobs and work opportunities on campuses for students and recent graduates. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that teaching, and I feel the same in, you know, in the institutions I've worked at, so much training is done by people who maybe aren't even paid this exploitation and, and the that this casualization is one further step that is tying your hands and even being able to stand up for, for your right to be paid for the work that you're you need to do and the training you need to have yeah absolutely and it's it's precisely this kind of invisible labor that that we often do day in day out um that we're that we can't fight to be paid for officially there's no official channel to go through to to fight to be paid for that it's we've got to do it off our own back um mm. uh to, to to try and achieve anything i mean these principles that i discussed uh, a moment ago, um, they also stipulate that we now have access to to union support if we need it. But ultimately, um, the the university has come back and said that actually the the recognition agreement that the university has with UCU as a trade union, it, it we, as PG members of staff that have been outsourced, we don't come under the sort of traditional definition of what academic means within that recognition agreement. So even though they say that we can have recognition uh, union support, um, it's difficult to get that support and to actually achieve anything material with it uh, at the moment. Um, it's just a really, it's a really difficult, complicated situation. And you you listed these other uh, institutions that, that Unitems has got mm. bases at, and um, I, I'm not sure the extent to which Unitemps is engaged there. Mm. Um, I, I don't know of any others that use Unitemps to the extent that Nottingham do. Yeah, but you you can see that it seems to be a lucrative business model, and I think in we need to stand up for people who are outsourced like the postgraduate at the University of Nottingham, because if other universities see that they can get away with something as blatant as this, um, things are going to spread and it, it's just unfair, uh, really. And, and I, I feel like this is this really in, is such a prime example of the marketization that we've been seeing in the UK of the university system, where more and more education is something that is a product that the universities try to sell with amazing building projects and, you know, advertisements on the tube in London that probably cost them thousands a day. And I always, when, I, when I'm there and I take the tube and I see these advertisements for universities and I go like, this could have paid, you know, for, for a lecturer probably every, every day. Um, and. Absolutely. I mean, we've just had a new, 
I mean, the University of Nottingham operated, a, a, I think it's a £30 million surplus last year. What? Um, yeah, and we've just had a new, we've had a new building being put up. Uh, it was just finished last year. Um, and it's full of these, um, you know, huge Microsoft Surface Hub television screen things that you know, going for thousands and thousands of pounds online. Um, and there's hundreds of them in that building. And, you know, you just think, well, how, how can you afford this kind of thing when, when you've got staff on the ground, whether they're teaching, whether they're support, um, whether they're otherwise, you know, fighting to be paid for the work that they're actually doing. Um, but you, you, you can happily put up buildings like this. Mm. Um, it's, it's mind-boggling. And we've seen more and more the just workers, you know, are seen as, as disposable. And naturally there is an over, there is a surplus of, of researchers just because there is academia's balloon in, in such a way, but that's not a reason to exploit them. And I was amazed as well. I moved to the University of Cambridge in October and I had to do some training and I met somebody from a different department who was on a one-year fixed-term teaching contract. So this was somebody at, you know, senior lecturer, lecturer level. And she said that 50% of the people in her department teaching undergrads, teaching postgraduates, they're all on one-year fixed-term teaching contracts. And there's no way that the university is going to cancel that degree in one year or in three years. And that's why they need these one-year teaching contracts. It's just become a given that 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 is okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and it's been fully exploited uh, here as well. I mean, um, again, like I said in in that post on Twitter, um, my department, PGR teaching staff account for weekly teaching hours this semester, PGR teaching staff account for 50% of seminar hours, uh, which equates to 30% of the overall weekly teaching time in that department this semester and so you know we're often fed the line by management um and and certain senior members of staff that we should be lucky to have these opportunities um and we are we are we are privileged to have these opportunities we are um we do thank them for these opportunities but that appreciation shouldn't be mistaken for a willingness to be exploited Mm. Um, and it's precisely examples like you've just talked about, um, about the fixed term contracts, about my department, where so much of the teaching is done by casualized workers, that it's gone beyond these being opportunities for you. And it actually comes down to the fundamental day-to-day running of the university. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's entrenched. Yeah, and I, I really like that, you know, it's not it's not about chances at, at one point, it's about exploitation, and you really put that really well. Um, well, thank you, Robert, for coming on. Um, it's been a real honour and pleasure to speak to you, and I, I'd really, I'm interested in what our, our listeners uh, think about casualisation as an extent, as you've experienced, but maybe we'll also hear about others who have been um, affected by an increased casualization of work at universities. And we'd really love to hear from you because we're going to uh, record a couple more of these uh, solidarity episodes to really shine a light on how 
young early career researchers are really being exploited by an increasing system where we're seen as throwaway parts that can just be replaced at, at any moment. Um, so yeah, thank you, Rob, for, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for picking this up and, and sharing it with your listeners. It's, I think I speak on behalf of all PGRs at, at Nottingham when we say we really appreciate you, you spreading the message about what's going on there. Great. And, and thank you for listening. <laughs>